Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, Outriders? John, Josh, and Matt coming to you on a special late-night edition of the uh, Legion Outriders podcast. Are we not releasing at our normal time this week? Oh, no, we are, but we're recording okay. it later at night. Special to us, anyways. Here's a, here's a peek behind the curtain of the, uh, the Wizard of Oz here. John we're... has been drunk for hours now. <laughs> hours. <laughs> years. <laughs> literally <cumulative> hangover. Years. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're doing this a little bit early uh, due to some prior uh, commitments so it's nevada day this friday that yeah. means that josh gets his kids a day early which Yay, means he can't kids. come down to record as normal the heck is nevada day it's, it's the uh, day that nevada was admitted to the great union of the united states of america and they don't recognize columbus day <laughs> yeah. because he's a vile of horrible things or yes I, I agree with that yes but i don't know if nevada warrants its own special day well until we find something better you know well, okay. Well, we're not going to talk about uh, obscure state history, guys. We're actually going to talk about Star Wars stuff. I mean, Dyson it, Martini Day? The, How about the, that? Yeah, I was going to say, the, the only other option is like Hookers and Blow Day, yeah, which uh, is every day for me. But uh, Nevada also boasts a rich Nevada. tradition of mining. Nevada. No, Nevada. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's your home. Home means Nevada. No, none Matt. of us are actually from Nevada. Like, I know, no, right? Like most people Which is from the most this Nevada state. thing ever, <laughs> it is. by the way. Really yeah, is. yeah, yeah. That's why everybody drives so horribly is because... There's no consistency on. They all drive horrible from where they're from, and then they bring it here. These are all facts. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking about Star Wars today. Uh, we got some. Actually, before we get into some Star Wars stuff, <laughs> what's up? What do we got? Here's some fun stuff about Nevada. No. Uh, <laughs> one of Nevada's uh, most recent sons that has come out here is actually having a release of a documentary he directed this week. No, not this week. Next week. Next week? Oh, next week. okay. But I, yeah. I still think it's very exciting that Mr. Josh Gray has a piece that he did for PBS on kind of the history and one of the, well, tell us a little bit about it. He, <laughs> he spent like half an hour telling me about this right. uh, documentary. Not a half an hour. Uh, yeah, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. But it was really cool stuff, and I'm very excited for him. But, Basically, uh, it's a documentary on the uh, Lou Ruvo Center for Brain Health. Uh, which is uh, the partner with the Cleveland Clinic, and they're one of the leading uh, brain neurodegenerative brain disease research facilities uh, in the world. Um, centered here in Nevada, and there's a it's a it's a really deeply personal story about how it came to be. Yeah. Um, the the guy who's the president, whose dad's name is on the side of the board, this guy by the name of Larry Ruvo. Um, he's the owner of one of the largest beverage distributors in in the state of Nevada. Which, if you're familiar with what goes on in Nevada, we do some beverages here. I makes think. him yeah. a pretty influential <laughs> person. Um, so yeah, it's it's all about the story of you know his dad's his upbringing. Um, their their family owned an Italian restaurant here in the town that was one of the first it places in Las Vegas back in the in the fifties. Oh man, um, I, I love that era. Of yeah, the Rat Pack, Nevada the history. old Vegas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and when it closed, it was one of those things that was kind of the end. It was it was like literally closing the book on old Vegas when wow. this place closed in the eighties. Um, so it, it's it's a story about you know how they came to Vegas because they were also not from here. Uh, they were from they were from uh, upstate New York. Um, so, so much of the mob was back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Shh. 
Is that uh, not covered in your... Uh... No. No, okay. no, 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 no. Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it's basically about how they came to Nevada, started their restaurant. His dad developed Alzheimer's. And then their journey to find him treatment. Because yeah. there, there wasn't any place out here. Yeah, because yeah. Nevada is not really, you know, the, we're something like 49th in the nation in, in doctors per capita. Uh, this was the first place. Uh, this this clinic was the first place in Nevada that was even geared towards brain research of any any kind, brain health of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you had dementia or ALS or Alzheimer's, you just went to a general doc and just kind of dealt with it. Up until like five years ago, they just dug a hole in the desert and buried you there if you got sick. Uh, yeah, right? pretty much. Yeah, that's that's how it works. <laughs> Poor Vinny, he got stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Luca brush you sleeping fishes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the documentary is basically about about his upbringing, his relationship with his dad, the restaurant, their journey to kind of find out because they had to go all over the country and they had the resources to do that uh-huh. uh, to go all over the country and find out what was wrong with his dad because nobody in the, here in, in Vegas could figure it out. Um, and then how they accidentally became uh, in in the in the brain research business. So yeah. it's a really it, cool piece of Vegas history, it though, is. and uh, doing a really important job today. So, so uh, what's, what's the name of it? It's uh, it's called the Power of Love. Um, uh, and really? It's, yeah. Uh, uh, there is Huey no Lewis. Huey Lewis. Oh, okay. <laughs> I couldn't get the rights to that. Uh, um, <laughs> you probably get it at a discount these days, uh, right? Uh, yeah, no kidding. But um, he needs time to create. So, it, so it's going to air on PBS local here, uh, and it'll be online. Yeah. Um, and we're hoping to to pitch it to PBS National, and hopefully it'll air. I'm sure it'll be a slam dunk. But, some of the uh, stuff they. But yeah, seen. so hour long documentary, yay me. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's really awesome. Thanks. I'm excited. Hey, for you're it. the only person who's ever had a actual film premiere of yeah. the three of us. So, <laughs> well, mad props. Right. Well, there was yours that you did. Oh, we don't, you we tried don't talk to about that. Or no, oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, right? Hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, uh, Star Wars news? Yeah. So, Star Wars news. Looks like we got a little bit. Uh, what are we looking well, at here, man? A little Matt? Uh, episode nine stuff that I was able to find. Uh, basically, the Mandalorian. Uh, set got a visit from George Lucas himself. Came down to visit Mr. Filoni and Mr. Favreau, and uh, did, did he come around. to see the white slavers? Was that what he was doing there? I'm uh, pretty sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that was number much. one on his uh, <laughs> yeah. checklist thing that he was going to do. Dude, that was a thing. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was. He's yeah. like, oh, now I know what it's like when your uh, your kids get kidnapped by white slavers. Oh, oh, stop, crazy George. George. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and then another one. Uh, Oscar Isaac was in interview, basically saying that uh, Episode Nine has a much looser and relaxed feel than the previous films, probably because this is the the end of the trilogy for them. So, and they've worked together before, but uh, kind of a Does he nice dance insight. In this one could be. Who knows? Oscar, foot, Oscar he, Isaac he, he, needs he, to no, dance no. in this uh, one. Loose and relaxed, not foot loose and relaxed. Because oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know, man. Be careful what dance. you wish for. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not he can dance, it's should he dance? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want a Spider-Man, Spider-Man three, three situation yes, going I was, on. I was gonna say if he just does like the little disco ditty from uh, Ex Machina, that would be great. Oh yeah, yeah. he was really good. In yeah, that. he was. He was really unstable in that. Holy cow! He was really good in a most violent year. Yeah, what, yeah he was. That? that was a good movie. He's just a, that was a dang really good actor. Good movie. Yeah. yeah. And he's also in the Resistance, Star Wars Resistance. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, for, good for, for an episode. But he's going to be in episode nine, so <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, that's that's pretty much it. Kind of quiet news for Star Wars this week. Oh, other than, Did hey, emplacements are coming anything? out. I mean, he visited. I, Did he say anything? Uh, was he just like? Wasn't in, you know. Um, <laughs> he just walked what, him and arriving? nodded. He looked at things and nodded like Kim Jong Un. Yeah. 
George Lucas looks yeah. at thing dot tumblr dot com. <laughs> yes. Kill that I man. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Or did he just walk in to see like all of the money he could be still making? <laughs> so do you like Darth Vader? <laughs> Are there any Gungans in it? Because I did a movie about him as a little kid. <laughs> to uh, use some Patton Oswalt there. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, actual other news besides just uh, George Lucas, you know, walking around and accusing things. Josh and I got a game in. Yeah, that is breaking news. Yeah, I yeah, know, it's, right? it's been a couple months. Was last time you two played against each other? I would say it's probably been about two months. Yeah, been about but, two months. Yeah, uh, and I remember now why we don't. Because yeah, I kicked his ass. Uh, yeah, oh. well, thoroughly. Way, way to ruin the tease there, but <laughs> yeah, I kind of buried the lead there. No, it was no, uh, a, a shellacking of epic proportions, but a lot of fun, and definitely uh, shaped what we're going to be talking about today. You didn't seem like you were having fun while uh, you were playing the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's because you're a horrible person to play against. I don't know. Whoa, just what? I'm whoa, just whoa, no, whoa. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Wait I, a I was, minute. I was Josh getting very a gracious winner. So, I mean, when he kicked my models over and jumped on the table uh, to do his little Pee Wee Herman tequila dance uh, in victory. It was a little much. I, he he I didn't say. bust out some Fortnite dance moves. Uh, yeah. Oh, I flossed all over it. Yeah. So, so here's how you it's know from it just that wasn't Fortnite be... game. Here's here's how you know it just wasn't going to be Matt's Matt's game. No, it was, I had a full full sco- stormtrooper squad DLT right mm-hmm. attacking one of his rebel trooper squads. Well, let, let's go take lay my, out take, the tab- table real quick. I, I think okay. I think we got to tell the the situation because sure. the setup we'll, is a big we'll part build of the this setup. Story. So we were doing clear conditions. No, 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 no minefield. minefield, minefield. That's right. Minefield, um, recover the supplies. Yep. Long march, yes. which Ooh. I have played like. Of all of the games that I played in this game, like ninety percent of them have been long march. Yeah, take I have that no tabletop idea simulator. how it happens. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It just happens. It just it happens does. that way. I, I want to say like forty percent of my games have probably been long march. I play like one Battle Lines game. This is all like disarray, major offensive. Or long march. Like generally, my opponent and I will just look at each other before the game starts, and we see we see long march get flipped over. It's like get rid of that. Now let's, let's just make a gentleman's <laughs> wow. agreement okay. and go away. Uh, but what, what was your list? So my list was Veers with uh, esteemed and um, uh, the the command one, the I'm inspiring bra- presence. In, inspiring presence. Thank yeah. you. It's late. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's been drunk for days. Yeah. And then I had uh, four stormtrooper units uh, with the extra dude and the DLT, uh, snowtroopers, impacts, extra dude, and mm-hmm. the flamethrower. Stupid snowtroopers. Flamethrowers. Long march. Long march. Yeah. yeah flamethrower. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Just wait. I, I just don't wait. worry. Yeah. Just wait. Um, and then I had two bikes because I love bikes. I don't know why anybody. Knocks on bikes, they're great. Nobody knocks on bikes. I knock on bikes yeah. regularly. Yeah. I hate You'd bikes. be surprised out there, well, Matt. Because you don't play them. I don't there's, like them. There's a lot of folks out there that are just really If you played bikes. Empire, would you play bikes? No, I have played Empire once, and I didn't play bikes. I made a point to not play bikes. <sighs> they take a lot of nuance to use effectively. I don't do nuance. Um, I, I know. <laughs> and then I had two strike, two strike teams with snipers. Saw that in your video. So... Um, so that was my list. Came in at uh, seven ninety, I think it was, as far as points. Yeah. So, yeah, and then right. the, the 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 sniper teams had HQ uplink. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Actually, yeah, I think that, and that uh, actually helped, helped me out. Yeah, quite yeah, a bit that first turn. Um, so I had 
Han and Leia. Well, Han with uh, his duck and cover and uh, improvised orders, which I needed to use more and I kept forgetting about. Right. Uh, Leia, I think, just had uh, the uh, Pass the Guardian one, esteemed leader. Yeah. Uh, then I had a snowspeeder with Wedge and Oops. a <laughs> HQ uplink. No, no, no. Well, well, we'll talk about it more later. Yeah. yeah. Again, once again, I did not play it right. Uh, two units of snipers with nothing, and that was a mistake. Well, deploying <laughs> the it was snipers a mistake. wasn't yes. a mistake. Yeah, How yeah. you deployed them right. was uh, yeah. <laughs> the emperor has made a grievous error, and the time for my attack has come. I was playing the rebels. Yeah, I know. But okay. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> you're wedging the movie line in. Okay. Oh, okay. Stop. Fine. 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 Uh, <sighs> and then fleet troopers full upgrades. Um, rebel troopers with the extra man, and I think that was about it. Am I missing anybody? Nope, that was it. I think that was pretty much mm-hmm. it. But uh, eye on the ball, trying to play the scenario all the way through, and my goal number one was remove his enemy snipers. So I deployed mine very aggressively, so they had line of sight to everybody, and then I got caught on a whim on like, oh, if I do Leia's three-pip thing, then I can just chain straight into more sniper teams and, you know, do these things. However, however, first turn, I deployed my sniper teams were one. So I was a blue player, Mm -hmm. and I waited my snipers to deploy them. They were my last two Yeah, we both had ten deployments. So you had to put one sniper team on the board uh, before I placed my last sniper team. So the first sniper team I deployed, I deployed behind a building, out of line of sight of everything. With both guys? With both guys. Okay. Right up against the backside of a building. So um, turn one, once it was safe, <laughs> once his snipers had gone, mm-hmm. I, and I up, HQ uplinked them both. Yeah. Um, so I could have a little bit of, uh, of you know a little bit of control. Which over is when nice because if you need to pull from the bag, you right. know you don't have to worry about oh well, yeah. No, no, no. Um, so and, and I didn't you know first turn I had my bikes literally back in both corners of the board mm-hmm. all the way back. Yeah. So they couldn't be reached. So they couldn't be reached yeah. except by enemy snipers, which weren't going to be a problem because because of how I did you my deployment. Better. I, I had, and then my once I saw where he put one sniper team mm-hmm. with my last deployment, I put my sniper team someplace where I mean, after he wiped all the drool from his mouth, right. oh, God. Oh, okay, somewhere where I knew they would have line, clear line of sight to both dudes, okay, basically. Uh, and then Matt put his other sniper team in the clear on top of a building, and I, for the love of God, I don't know why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I figured I was going to lose one, but I thought I'd be able to take out both of yours and preserve one of mine by right. the end of it, but it, it didn't shake out that so, way. So, um, you know, I, I was blue player, um, and I I figured it was a calculated risk um, to roll out um, just the, the, the normal two-pip uh, card. Okay. Um, out of the is push, is that... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I, I rolled, I rolled push, thinking that okay, if he coordinated bombardment, Leia didn't have line of sight to anybody, so I didn't think that because the way the deployment worked, she was behind a building. Okay. Yeah. So turn one, I knew right there that coordinated bombardment wasn't going to be a thing, mm-hmm. um, and I figured it was worth the risk that if he saw uh, change of plans me, yeah, on on the first turn to not have Veers do the bombardment, well, you just change a planned, uh, a normal two-pip card, here comes Veers' bombardment card. Um, 
So I, I figured my odds were pretty good at getting the first shot off one way or the other. Um, did, you, did you do it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I got it. Yeah. Um, so um, first activation, first turn, I had the initiative. HQ uplink, activated the sniper, um, aim and fire, two blacks, no saves, sniper team dead. Uh, that was yeah. First activation. He's, yeah. Already, yeah. he's already he's already down. Like, yeah, that was team. that was dumb. I, um, I should not have yeah, done that. And, and being able to kick a leg out from his sniper teams and yeah. it, it basically his entire set strategy, the tone for the entire. Afternoon. Yeah, that pretty <laughs> much. That's pretty rough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why so grim? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> um, not only is he kicking my butt, but I'm realizing how dumb I am in all <laughs> you know glorious Technicolor right but now. But is that the first time you played with the Rebel sniper team? Uh, I've played a single sniper team before. This okay. is my first time doing a double sniper. Um, and it was my first time playing two snipers. And also, I should have been so. more cautious with them. I don't know what I was thinking that they would somehow. Oh, they got special sniper moves that they'll be able to, you know, defend. But yeah. Turns out um, no. You know, they just the, die. And the sniper <laughs> team that shot at him, he could only really shoot at one dude in that you know counter fire. Yeah. So yeah, he shot he's at, full of crap. Yeah, he shot at that guy. But he couldn't, you know, the other guy was immune because he couldn't, he had no line of sight to him. Mm. So that dude, you know, when you're. So kill the guy with the sniper rifle. Dies, guess what? He promotes the and gets the sniper picks rifle. Picks up the, yeah. the sniper rifle um, and continued to kind of rain fire into everything else. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing for me that was important in the game was not committing my bikes too early. Nope. And what ended up happening is he flew his T-47 up the up my right side of the the long side of the board. Okay. Um, up a up a channel, and he was beak to beak with my bikes. Um, and his strategy. Well, what was your strategy with the T-47? So I was gonna use the T-47 to go hunting for snipers, and and he did. I got one of the teams. The other one, you saw what I was doing and run, ran put them. In. So that nice little domed building that you have with the circle, yeah. he was on one side. He ran around to the other, and it was on the far side of the board. So I would have to fly like all the way past all of his guys <laughs> to get around to get a line of sight on. They're like, okay, well, let's try to blow up some bikes instead, I guess. Now, the third to last unit that I placed on the board was the snowtroopers. Oh, and I waited Jesus. to deploy them absolutely last because... I wanted to see where he was going to put that T-47. Yeah. Okay. Their entire job I was to hunt that T-47. Because you put impact grenades on Because they had impacts yes. on Oh, okay. So not only... I always forget So this. he was beak to beak with the bikes, but he, he focused on... The uh, he focused on the sniper teams, so my bikes flew past his T forty seven and engaged his troops in the rear. Mm-hmm. One bike was on the far right right edge of the board, long edge. Yeah. The yeah. other bike was on the far on left the far edge left. of the board, yep. and they both just trucked up the sides, and they waited. You know, I, I the the first time I just did a one move, and I'm like, I'm good. I'll 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 stand by and dodge. Yeah, you know, to keep them parked in you the didn't backfield. Stand by because you can't. But or anyway. not stand by, yeah. but um, I, aim and whatever. Right? Yeah, I did something so they didn't shoot. Right. Or they only moved the compulsory move and they stayed right there. Yeah. Um. So, by the time the troops started engaging, then I jetted the bikes mm-hmm. up and then flew past his T forty seven on on the right side. On the left side, it was completely wide open. Everything focused on the, the right side of the long edge of the board. Okay. So not only are you doing long march, you're doing long march where everything everything is on half of the long way of the board. Oh, uh, okay. Basically. Yeah. 
But basically what that allowed me to do, and, and really this is where I, I think the game was kind of decided, was he never got a chance to get to get Han and Leia up into the fight yeah. because the bikes had gotten into the backfield and, and had, had, had engaged them, them in the back. Yeah. So they had to stay in the back and deal with the bikes. Otherwise, the, the bikes turn four were just going to both turn in and just wreck everything from behind. Yeah, bikes kill heroes. So. Yeah, they do. Bikes yeah. are good. Yeah. Um, what also didn't help Matt, and, and I think this was like turn three, um, you know, he was kind of, we, we both had a, two crates, yeah. right? It was five crates on the board. He's trucking, and, and the way the board got laid, laid out, that last crate was literally in the middle of an alley. Okay. And there was cover on both ends, but whoever got to the end of the alley first could yeah. just camp and come at me, bro. <laughs> so he, he took a unit of, uh, it was the fleet troopers, right? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, scatter gun. So it's yeah, the only at this thing point, that scares me. Scatter gun's got to yeah. go. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to push with all of my troops to get hopefully have one unit left that can grab the objective and start booking it out of there. Uh, unfortunately, he had dice, so <laughs> didn't work. And I really misplayed. What I should have done was preserved my um, distraction from Han, okay, uh, and used it that turn that I was pushing all in to you know, leave those units available. So sure, one of the other two gets decimated, maybe even Han himself, great. Uh, but it's going to make sure I get that third objective. Mm-hmm. And you can kill the rest of the guys on the table. If I had kept that, then that's still game for me. But, so, uh, so I played it a little too early. Trucking the fleet troopers up the center of the board, I had a, un- a full unit of stormtroopers with the DLT behind cover, aim and fire, because they didn't have to move, five crits, a surge, and a blank. Oh, geez. spend spend the reroll another surge. Yeah, felt good. Yeah, where did where did these guys? Look? I have no idea how to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, only only Imperial stormtroopers are so, so precise. Okay, well, where the heck did they get those weapons? From? I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> those are not stormtrooper but, weapons. Um, that was ridiculous. And at that point, I was Max like, put my leather like, vest. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. I was yeah. just like, push yeah. it, everybody, go grab the yeah, objective. Yeah, yeah. We're, that's the only way we're going to survive. The and, funniest thing about the yeah. entire game is, you know, uh, he still had a chance yeah. because. Recover the supplies is one of those things that, you know, turn six, if you can make a mad dash in, grab that last crate, yeah. it doesn't matter if you've got two dudes on the, on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the thing. Sure. Just as he's getting ready to push Han and Leia up, he had one unit leader all the way in the backfield with a crate. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I'm like, cool. The turn before he goes to activate Leia and start charging her up, I sniped the dude, so he dropped the crate. Huh. Yeah. And she had to go back to pick the crate yeah. up. Yeah. He's so, yeah. And I'm like, no, not her. Oh, okay. But just sniping like the one dude. He's like, I got the crate. I got the crate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. He's like, who are you going to shoot? You shooting Leia? I'm like, yeah. no, I'm shooting that one guy yeah. back there with the crate. I was, like, oh, I was hoping Man. you didn't notice him. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Headshot. Uh, and then I had one unit leader up by the, uh, the contested objective at the middle of the board. Yeah. And if I had gotten a second active, he had a suppression on him. If I had gotten a second activation, I might have had a chance to get out of there, uh, but I had to spend my first act, well, the uh, only action to grab it, and then I'm just standing there in the middle of the street like, and, and all right, what well, was, this is game. And, and he <laughs> actually did a good job of hemming me in with the mines because I screwed up placing the first mine, and I kind of placed it equidistant to where he had set down two objective tokens, right? Okay. Um, and... What that allowed him to do was to put a mine right next to one of my objective tokens. If I had to put it right next to one of them, it would have range two. He, you know, because the mine has to be can't be placed within range two yeah, yeah. of another mine. 
it would have been too close. Okay. Any any and any farther would have been within range one of the deployment zone, so he wouldn't have been able to do it. So what? But do everything do? since that was downhill. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you do what do you do when you play minefield? Right. You yeah. send one unit and you suicide them into the mine, detonate the mine, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Eat the mine. Yours didn't blow up for like no, two. No, it didn't. Yeah. So I, I take my suicide squad and I I move it to within range one on the first move. Roll the dice. Didn't blow up. <laughs> okay. Second move. Bravo team, go. Yeah, second move. <laughs> move it up. Roll the dice. Didn't blow up. Now, with the second move, I was able to move my leader into base contact with the with with the, the crate. Okay. You know, and it, the mines only go off on moves, not actions. Sure. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm staying here for the rest of the game. So they just sat there? <laughs> they sat there for the rest of the game. They were they were behind a building. So <laughs> But like when when the T forty seven came zipping up the right side of the board, they were close to him. He gave me a broadside shot, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll shoot that guy!" Um, yeah, it was so fine. it was all fine until the snow troopers realized that they're actually Flak eighty eights and basically decided to yeah. just chuck thermal detonators into this whoop, you know, straight up into the sky. Like I, I said, now hate that. Now that is my least favorite thing about the game. Now, right now, now. you did help me out a little bit with that. I mean you're welcome. Because you moved your T forty seven and instead of flying it into the backfield and engaging people in the back and trying to come up the middle, yeah. you full pivoted it right by the snowtroopers. Yeah, because I want to take those bikes out if I could before they got right. into my backfield. But like you left the anyway, T-47 so. sitting there in the teeth of That's the fine. snowtroopers. Uh, so they just like, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I would have taken E-11 fire all day. I don't really care. It'll most likely survive. Right. It's the... Uh, we've got low flying cattle coming by, so let's throw grenades at it. Scenario <laughs> that uh, does my head in. But. I think, I, I think there is a a rule change needed there, though. Um, you know, it's it immune to blast. Kind of so. If you got but, a grenade launcher, cool, whatever. Let's say you're really good at lobbing those things up there, but just like Oral Hershiser's on the mound, and uh, here comes <laughs> here's, the. Uh, here's the thing that gets me about that. Like the snow speeder, I think should be immune to them, just because of the fact that. It has fly two. Yeah, so it should right? be twelve inches off the board. It should be twelve inches off one. the board, yeah, right? Sure. Or, or the you could, you know, I, I don't think you should be able to hit them with a range one thrown weapon for for a, a unit that can go up to range two. You know, see the stormtroopers pull back on the stick. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you know, yeah. Right. How, <laughs> how do you fly a plane? You know, yeah. you pull back on the stick and the houses get smaller. You push forward on the stick and the houses get bigger. <laughs> you know. Pull back on the stick, and the storm tro- the snow troopers get smaller. But I'm, if you keep pulling back on the stick, the snow troopers get bigger again. Oh, so are you? Wow, I need to be writing this down. Right? Are you so, advocating that you make impact grenades ineffective against weapons with or, or grenades with, with anything repulsor? like like well, not repulsor, but fly two? If you okay. have the yeah. ability to go higher, physically bigger than, than the range, range one, that yeah. you can throw the weapon, then yes. Now I understand that that involves a vertical element to the targeting. So if I'm standing in a building and my right, right, right. Are, yeah. you know the the true line of sight doesn't it, it's base to base it's not yeah. but you know yeah I think throwing grenades at something flying by at something I, I think it's like 800 miles an hour yeah yeah like, you know like a million kind of dumb yeah. right okay 
I, but anyways, uh, regardless, Josh played an awesome game. Uh, it was a lot of fun, despite my dour demeanor. And uh, not upset at anything you did, mostly just hating myself for making the easy, easy choices for you to Well, welcome destroy. to the I hate myself. Club. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. <laughs> I, I've been a member of it for a while. Oh, cool. I'm cool. hating me, not hating you. I don't hate oh. you. I like oh. You. Oh, yeah. I like you. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and uh, we'll take a look at unit battlefield roles, and we'll announce our Patreon winners for the month of October. Tune in every Wednesday to Radio Free Tatooine, a Star Wars podcast that's better than some and worse than others. Take a trip to a water cooler far, far away as we bring some casual, fun conversation into the Star Wars podcasting community. Hosted by me, Sean, my sister Amy, and John. Radio Free Tattooing. We may not know what we're talking about, but we sure know how to record it. For more, visit RadioFreeTattooing.com, a proud member of the Radio Free Tattooing Podcast Network. You're listening to the Legion Outriders Podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network, recorded on location at Power 9 Games. Whether you're looking for the latest releases from Legion, X-Wing, 40K, Magic, or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games, head to Power9Games.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER10 to get 10% off your order. Plus, shipping is free on orders over $100. Now, back to the Outriders. Welcome back, Outriders. John, Josh, and Matt. We're going to talk a little bit about battlefield roles for uh, some of the units in Star Wars Legion. Matt, what exactly do you mean by battlefield roles? So this is, roles? yeah, this is something that uh, uh, when Josh and I went to lunch after our, Ill, well, my ill-fated game and his victorious march down the center field, uh, <laughs> that we now have, we've kind of hit that uh, sweet spot in the game where we've got units that have a really distinct battlefield role from other ones. So troops is troops is pr- troops pretty much, right? Sure. They're good for grabbing objectives. They've got wounds, things like that. So the snipers is a uh, thing that me and Josh got onto it uh, early in. He tried to, I was trying to take out his snipers early. He was trying to take out mine. But basically there's these units now that they have more of an impact on the battlefield than you know, just the dice that they're rolling at people. So he was able to keep his uh, snipers out on me and then, you know, projecting his will basically on how much I was having the turtle up in the back and I didn't have as good cover. But uh, there's other units do this kind of thing, uh, area denial units. We talked about a little bit with LJ. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you said Vader is one of your favorites there. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, you can throw him, uh, put a saber throw on him, stick in the middle near an objective, and people will probably stay away. Right, sure. I mean, yeah. just, just like you were talking about before, I mean, snowtroopers seem like one of the biggest area denial oh, units. Oh, man, because, you yeah, know, the, I just need to steer clear of those guys. Yeah, between you know, having a flamethrower and then having impact grenades, I mean, they're deadly at range one. Yeah, fleet troopers are kind of the same way. Yeah, exactly, it's like, yep. oh, you're going you're gonna to throw you're gonna throw 10 white and 2 red dice at me? Yeah. Uh, you die first. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it also forces your opponent into targeting things. You yeah, know? absolutely. You, you put an airspeeder on the board, which is, you know, for better or for worse, considered not a great... A soft target. A soft target. Not sure. a great... Not an efficient use of the points. Right. Specifically to get rid of... Um, 
get rid of sniper teams. Yeah, and that you was know, my early thing is I want I want this thing. It's fast. It it will definitely almost definitely kill two guys in paper armor. Oh yeah, sure. If sure. he can get a hold of them. Right. Now finding a way to do that while is surviving so he can do that job right. is kind of the trick. Well and you got a little in in that respect you got a little bit screwed by a long march because that yeah. narrows the board significantly. Let me just funnel all my guys right. in the range of your Basically, dudes. Yeah. Um yeah. At this point, if I could put three Long March cards in my deck, I would. <laughs> oh, I would never want to play you, ever. I've gotten really good at playing Long March. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't seen... You talk about specific battlefield roles. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a game yet where each player has put sniper units on the field, and it doesn't turn into enemy at the gates. Yeah. Where it's basically a sniper duel until there's... You know, sniper, one side has a sniper left, yeah. and then it's just indiscriminate raining fire on whatever they can get their grubby little hands on. Yeah. But So it's forcing you to turtle up. Uh, I think early on, ATSTs with the mortar launchers on there definitely had people scrambling from cover to cover trying to break line of sight. Yeah. Sure. Especially uh, if you had hung somebody out there with, you know, no leadership support. Not oh, as big sure. of a deal now because you have three commanders. That you <laughs> yeah. can efficient point efficiently put on the table to shepherd all of your guys around, even if you do end up splitting your forces. Yeah. Well, ATSs had they had a, a number of different battlefield roles though too. I mean, they had the, the mortar launchers, but I I think that I was most afraid of their ability to use the grenade the uh, the blast within or the concussion you know, launcher, concussion yeah. launcher within yeah. range too. I mean that that was uh, you know. Pretty much. So did that dictate where you would move your troopers trying to avoid, you know, staying out Absolutely. of range of those? Because, okay. you know, I, I never really made a point of trying to take down ATS. I just tried to avoid them. However... Unless you've got Luke, I don't think many people do. But yeah, the thing because, is, oh, well, I mean, the Rebels Vader. still have yeah. even, even... I mean, you have impact grenades, but, you know, the, the, the Rebels have a distinct lack of, of anti-armor ability. There's not a lot of things out there that have... Um, that have the ability to deal with armor. But they were easier to avoid because they cost so many points that I wasn't, they, they, you know, half their army was already stuck, sucked into that. So or I was like, Invader. Yeah, Invader. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have to worry about it as much. But with, with snipers, they are cheap enough and mm-hmm. still the, having that board area deniability that really makes them effective. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because especially with snipers, you can reach out and touch somebody anywhere on the board, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Can I see you? Guess what? Yeah, you're yeah, getting, yeah, yeah, you're getting yeah. Oh, you stuck your head out. Guess what? Yeah. Here's two damage. Pop. Enjoy it. Yeah. And I mean, unless your team gets wiped out in the first turn because you didn't deploy them properly, more than likely you're going to well, get your yeah, points back that. on that. Yeah. Usually yeah. you're going to get your points back. I'm definitely going to try to use like the uh, 1.4 FD for when I'm playing Rebels as kind of what, and probably with the suppression, uh, the uh, barrage generator for the suppression tokens as like an area denial. See if I can drop it near an objective mm-hmm. and play a few games and see if that changes the way how uh, people want to engage with me stick it on top of a you know it's got four health it, it's got some, some sure. staying power stick it you know maybe put it where you out in the open on top of a building so it can see everything you can I mean, reach range, out to range, range four. four yeah that's you know that's if you can put thing. it on the front edge you know i, I don't know have but, you gotten to play with the uh uh the scout mines yet uh, no, I haven't. I want to. I've played I, against them. I really them, want to. And that did a really good job of changing where I was funneling my troops. So I would definitely count. And that's pretty much why guys. I want to do yeah. it, just to see what kind of board control it gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know. coming back from X-Wing, um, you know, there, there were units on there that would drop bombs. And um, one pilot in particular that would let you hold – because usually bombs either 
Um, they, they sit on the board and wait for somebody to drive over them, or they detonate at the end of your turn and just affect everybody in, in, in an area. But being able to litter the field with, with mines and bombs and stuff mm-hmm. and then control where your opponent goes or they've got to go eat the bomb was a, a huge endgame tool. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm really, I, I'm really anxious to kind of get a couple of bombers on the field, and uh, but that changes yeah. how your how your list plays. Because oh yeah, absolutely. What you're doing, yeah. you know, especially now that both sides have snipers, what you're doing by doing that is you're giving up the ability to counter battery snipers, like un- unless your opponent does something silly where you can get at them with something long range or something fast like bikes. Okay. You're talking you know, about because you're removing the special or the uh, operative role? Well, we, well, what you're doing is you're removing oh, special troops, special you're removing the snipers. Yeah. So if I've got two bombers and you've got two snipers, I've got no ability to effectively counter-battery your snipers. Okay. Unless I get bikes, which... I think bikes would be fantastic at If that. they yeah. live long enough to get yeah. them. Yeah. You know, there's a lot... You know, I mean... They've got a smaller profile. They're a little lower to the ground. You can hide them a little bit better, I think. A little the, bit better. Speeders. But they don't have armor, so if... God forbid your snipers can see them, you know they're gonna they're gonna eliminate the speeder dodge, you know yep. the, the speeder cover, yeah the, mm-hmm. yeah, the cover um, because they they've got sharpshooter one, mm-hmm. so you've really got to be careful with them, and you got to make sure that don't get they shot don't out get, twice. Yeah, <laughs> well, and you've also got to be careful yeah. that you they, you don't fly them too close to any other enemy troops, and they get you know tar pitted or just shot down by something else before they even sure. get there. Then again, there's something to be said for, like, okay, so now you're dedicating your snipers to trying to take out my bikes that are moving up towards them. Right. And maybe that frees up the rest of my guys to go and play objective like they want to. Yeah. I mean. So you're presenting a threat in that manner to change how you're going to, because either I I deal with these guys now, this is something you were saying earlier, or they're going to, you know, take these guys off the table. Just an interesting question. Do you think that snipers should have, like, a longer standby option? What do you mean? Until their next activation or something like no, that? No, I just or, mean or a longer, mean range. longer range. Yeah. Uh, could eh. be. I mean. Could be. I, but how do you measure that? I think they're pretty you know, good where oh, they're well, at you right stand now. You stand by yeah. out to range five? I oh. mean. I, I don't know. I, I, I would know. think I if mean, they don't. If they beyond range two, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the uh, emplacement. No, because they're already a potent enough yeah. thing. And plus, with HQ uplink, you should be able to dictate when they shoot. You know, if you've got HQ uplink and you're not using it to your fullest advantage to give yourself the the, the ability to control when they activate, then why should I give you a range for a standby? So if you threw it into the bag and oh no, I pulled my snipers first and they don't have anything to shoot at, well. Fly better. By, by the mean, way, mad props for use of veers with as an imperial discipline <laughs> allowed you to ready all those guys. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, same man, thing, you know, <laughs> okay, um, you know, because here come I, all the uplinks. <laughs> I, I, I HQ uplinked the first turn, uh, second turn. I had started. I wanted to stick the bikes in a little bit, so I evasive maneuvered, and thankfully, since we were playing long march, veers could command. Board edge to board edge, yeah. okay. basically, um, because he had he had the uh, inspiring presence uh, or the command range card, range four, the range yeah. four command card, yeah. Uh, so, you know, and then third turn, you know, I, d- I didn't need the snipers to necessarily have that kind of activation control, 
um, on, on turn two because I had two teams of snipers and he only had one guy left on his sniper team by that point because the other sniper team got up to the top of the building and shot at his other sniper team uh. um, at the very end of the round, essentially. So, I mean, he only had one sniper left to my two full-up sniper teams. So at that point, I was like, oh, okay, I can, I can handle this. Um, but then, yeah, turn three, ran Imperial Discipline or issued an order to both of them, which allowed me to retap the HQ uplink. Okay. Um, you That's know. smart, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it worked out real good. Yeah. And then, and then at the end of the game, <laughs> last turn, he, he, saw, he, he changed the plans as me, mm-hmm. but I had just thrown like a, a, a BS card he out knew there. knew I was going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I knew. It's like, it's like turn me. five, he still yeah. hasn't done it. He knows I still have yeah, the maximum the, firepower, the, the maximum firepower yeah. out there. So I just oh, threw yeah. out like standing orders. <laughs> and he changed the plans, and I'm like, okay, well, here's your bombardment now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Yeah, it's fine. It was fun. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. So yeah. do you think uh, HQ uplink is an auto-take for snipers? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I do. Uh, since you kicked my ass, I will say uh, I will definitely try it with your configuration next time I play snipers. I, I Just to give you that first turn. Ten points feels like a lot, though. For, it's worth uh, it. Yeah, I think you might it, be right. It's worth it. I mean, look at some of the other cards that, that are 10 points that you're putting on there that you maybe, I mean, use once in a game. Yeah. You know, if, if you can get your sniper teams to live, you're using that card. If you're Imperials, you, you can, you know, use it three, four times a game if you do it right. Um, yeah, I've always thought that activation and order token control is probably one of the most important things in the game. I would pay 20 points to be able to control when my sniper teams win. Yeah, like it's to, like to and the point did. where it's like I don't yeah. even like having a diverse list of you know having operatives, having leaders, having like, having all of the different groups. Right. I don't like having that because I don't like the diversity in tokens. Yeah, I would rather just have troops, a support, and commander token, and that's it. Right. Well, I mean, first turn, um, it helps with your order activation consistency for sure. Yeah, do it like that. You know, and then the 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 two the two the the you know I, I threw the generic two pip card. So I issued both of the orders to the bikes, and then I HQ uplinked the two sniper teams. So all I had left at that so point was Veers and anything? Troopers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything yeah, around the bag? All, all that was yeah. in my bag was Veers and Troopers. Yeah. So I, Which was I funny because you were fishing for Veers pretty hard that one right. turn. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, that gave me something more random than, you know, Troopers and Veers and both bikes and a sniper team in there or, yeah. you know, something like that. So, yeah, I, I think the the activation control that it gives you is invaluable. It, well worth the 20 points. Yeah. Easy. Now, getting back to your Battlefield roles conversation, Matt, um, you know, we, we've seen... Oh, the segment, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, we've seen a lot of the range stuff now, especially with the, the turret weapons coming out. We've seen kind mm-hmm. of like the peak of the, the ranged weapon aspect of this game yeah i mean uh table length is a, a long range for those snipers and the uh, mortar launchers but yeah we're seeing extended range with the uh, laser cannon which is one of the few that the rebels get access to i think it's just the atrt with the laser cannon upgrade and now this 1.4 but we we haven't seen a whole lot yet from the melee side of things no so that's one battlefield role that's that's coming yeah, up soon so i was actually thinking about during our game we, we talked about that alley fight mm-hmm. would that have been different if i had been able to go in with some melee troops 
and maybe you know jump over the wall and assault his guys in hand to hand, thus freeing up. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> let's imagine a scenario where that could have uh, been effective, where I could have moved my guys up, engaged them, and then had somebody kind of creep in the back, grab the objective, and fade away. Mm-hmm. You know. Go, go forward to die, my Wookiee legions, but... Uh, well, that's the thing. It's Die like, knowing if, that you have saved the rebellion this day. <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing that's going to maybe counterbalance snipers a little bit, it would be something that can run up the field pretty quickly and engage them in yeah. you know, hand-to-hand yeah. combat. And, and I think that's where you're going to see uh, royal guards with new ways to motivate them. Yeah. You know, three speed two moves and then into a melee. <laughs> Ouch. I wonder if people are going to be looking for more yeah, rapid <laughs> yeah. reinforcements to deal with sniper teams and stuff Probably. like that. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, the the immobility of both the E-Web and the tower just seems like something that screams for rapid reinforcements. Yeah. For sure. To yeah. me, that, you know... Assuming that's how it's ruled that they're played, but... Well, I think they already... Did they? Yeah. I know Tabletop had said that they were. No, doing I, that. Think, I oh, think. Oh, is that official? Yeah, okay, cool. I thought there was like an they're, FAQ that was released troopers. shortly afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. You know, because if you can deep strike yeah, them turn two and be like, surprise, there's an FD tower right behind you. Kajunk. Yeah, Look, right? If the Ha-ha. Blood Angels could deep strike a land raider back in fifth edition, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that, you know, the satellite of love just dropping out of space, it's <laughs> not that, it, like, you know, in hard the not to believe. too distant future. That's not that far fetched. Yeah. Cool. Satellite of love. Oh, That's yeah. what I'm calling the 1.4 FD. Like, come on, get out of here. I, you, you know how I feel about like Dewey Decimal System numbers assigned to weapons and vehicles. I don't, don't care. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> Conan the Librarian. <laughs> A UHF reference. Yeah. Give me back it. my mop. Uh, it was yeah, Weird Al's birthday just the yeah. other day. He's like... I'm near 60 now. Well, he's that movie is a classic. It is. Really? Time to drink from the, the fire hose. Yeah. Okay, I think we've uh, talked about the Battlefield yeah. rules enough. Uh, we have some Patreon winners. So, Who yay. are our lucky winners for this week? Uh, did I win? Did I win? Real quick, win? thank you, everybody that has uh, taken a part to support the show and you know joining us on Patreon. And if you have and you haven't joined yet in on, on Disco server, please do. Uh, there should be instructions in the email. If you have any questions, though, you can always message the Facebook page. But uh, this uh, month, we have the $25 gift card from Power 9 Games, who is going to Joseph Kalingzad. So, mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I know. Joe! Congrats, Joe. Well Nepotism. done, sir. You're my boy, Joe. And then the painted model will be going to Ed Martinez. So, Ed, I'll be reaching out to you on Patreon. So, if you get a message, uh, we'll, we'll figure out what you want to get painted up, and John will get cracking on that. I will, unless, unless you want Josh's paint scheme, in which I will pass it, <laughs> I'll pass it <laughs> on If you want the black and purple, whatever. It doesn't no, matter. I'm just yeah. passing it. I'll, I'll happily... painted black and purple, yeah. by the way. Your, your stuff looks He's just going to prime it black and then dip it in a purple halfway down on the paint <laughs> pot and then call it good. That's, that's what you do, right? That's no. what I do. Okay. No. I uh, wish somebody would yeah. have you paint them barricades. Hey, you know what, Ed? If you want barricades, I will happily paint you barricades. Man. Look at that. Well, now you got to have barricades. But, uh, <laughs> congratulations, guys, and thanks again for your support. Uh, anything else? Make sure and check out Josh's PBS documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to PM us privately and want to see a, a link to that, yeah, I guess I can do that. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm, air, I'm looking forward to it. It doesn't air for another like week and a half, but um, but we'll give you a sneak yeah. preview. Yeah, we sneak love preview. you. Three um, <laughs> D printing adventure. Oh, like new printing, updates. No, well, I, I've. 
you know, um, you sent a picture of the Y wing. That thing yeah, is huge. Yeah, printing yeah, a Y wing and just those parts. So the parts that I've printed so far is like the the cockpit piece, the cockpit wedge, yeah, um, the the neck back to the main body, and then the two engine nacelles. <laughs> this thing is huge. It took like thirty eight hours the for those Enterprise. pieces to print. I mean, it, it, a Y wing is. A real world, quote unquote, seventy-seven feet long. So this thing is going to be, wow. yeah, that is your terrain. Big. There you go, play yeah. around the wide wing, <laughs> right? Yeah, the the wide wing, the y wing is, is probably a quarter of the board. Have fun storming the wide wing. No, that'd be um, cool. I mean, you can make like a you know a hangar type battlefield. Like I said, right? put some uh, oil cans yeah. and whatever around it. Can you imagine key positioning a eighteen inch model? What you do on the field? is we'll build a scenario around it. We'll go abduct an orphan and instruct him to stay in that cockpit. <laughs> you don't move. Why were there kids' size helmet and goggles <laughs> in the cockpit? Uh, the Nabooians, as they're called, uh, are known to have very slight frames, including uh, chronically misshapen heads that are small, probably because... Or there's a yeah. you know ugly known or unknown fact that uh, Naboo had a child army. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Joseph Coney, yeah. 2012. Beasts, never forget. <laughs> Beasts of no planet. Is that what this is? Gotcha. All right, guys. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.